Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's very good to see you after being away for a couple of Sundays, and I apologize for that. As the saying goes, I went to prepare a place for you in Germany this coming summer. Our text for today is taken from this gospel lesson, and I will read just these words of Jesus. He said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Miracles. Miracles are events that defy nature and even reason. God is the author of miracles, and when he performs them through someone... He is making it clear that what that person says and does comes with his total and complete authority. And he does this so that we might know and believe and trust and rely upon God's word as truth. Let's back up for a second and talk a little bit about the miracles of Jesus prior to this text, in those first ten chapters of John's Gospel. You know the story about how it is that at Cana, Jesus changed water into wine, excellent wine, beautiful wine. It was the first miracle that he had done in his beginning of his ministry. But the text tells us, if you will, the whole purpose of this miracle. It says, This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Then we come upon the story of the healing of the invalid at the pool of Bethsaida. You remember that one too. The man who had laid beside that pool for 38 years, hoping and praying for the day of a miracle to come. And it never came, and he was unable to even get up and make it to that pool whenever the waters were troubled by an angel. 38 years. And Jesus heals him and tells him to get up and to take his mat and to go home. The Jews, hearing about this, tried to persecute him, even tried to kill Jesus. And it says, not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. The miracle was proving that he was true God. Then we have the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Remember how Jesus takes just some loaves of bread and some fishes, just a handful. And by the time it's all over with, over 5,000 people have been fed. We are told that when the people saw this, they responded with a bit of misinformation. 
because it says they wanted to come and make him king by force. Yeah, everybody wants a God who will give them their social bread. Then we remember the story of the healing of a man who was born blind. Yeah, Jesus came along and took this mud and put it upon his eyes and told him to go and to wash this off. And as he washes it off, he suddenly sees for the first time. The first time ever. We read in the text that when the man who had been healed told the Jews that Jesus was his healer, this is what they said to him. They said, we know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he came from. And to this the man replied, nobody has ever heard of the eyes of a man born blind, the opening of the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And immediately after our text, Jesus tells us then that his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. Well, then after our text, immediately after, of course, the very famous story of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. This man, Lazarus, he made sure he was good and dead. He had been staying away for three days and he got to the tomb and his body was already rotting in the tomb. And Jesus said, take away that stone. And he said, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man returned from death back to life. What do these miracles say to you and to me? Can we remember those days of innocence when we were children and we heard about these stories of Jesus and these miracles? In that innocence, when we hear of these miracles, it did not take any great amount of effort for us to draw the conclusion that Jesus was God and that as God his word and what it is that he said to us was true. And in that innocence, faith grabbed onto that word and believed with a purity and an innocence that ultimately gave us a vision of him, well, sufficient unto this that Jesus says, you have to become like little children if you're going to enter into the kingdom of God. The miracles spoke directly to what the miracles meant. Jesus is God, his word is true, and faith in him saves. Then we grew up. And then we started to change our focus in life, didn't we? More important things in life, girls and boys, sports and movies and music and cars and food, and pretty soon the miracles began to recede into just stories that we remembered. Then we grew even more and we had to go out and take on the world, didn't we? College and beer and dating and beer and jobs and beer and freedom and then someday marriage. 
And miracles were just memories of stories that we once believed in with our occasional trip to church. And soon reason and science made us so incredibly smart that they led us to believe that these were, well, those legends about Jesus, fairy tales of ancient times for the entertainment of little children. After all, if they don't happen today before our eyes, how could they have happened back then when Jesus walked upon the face of this earth? But isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? They were miracles because they went beyond the laws of nature and reason and sense. And by them and with them, God was saying something to us that he wanted us to hear. Those miracles, Jesus is God, his word is true, and we are called upon by faith to believe both the miracles and his word. And where the sheep, who are God's sheep, are to be found, there their faith comes alive and they hear the voice of their shepherd. And he says these words to them, to us who hear them. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish and no one can snatch them out of my hand. I have to say this text drove me in a way that I had not expected back to my childhood and that pure belief in those miracles as things that proved who Jesus was and proved what Jesus said. I believe that God no doubt can do wondrous things that happen completely apart from persons. But miracles in the sense of Moses' plagues or manna in the wilderness or the crossing of the Red Sea, these things only take place in rare cases in history connected to persons who were revealing and dispensing the Word of God. We must bear in mind that those fanatics, those charismatics who fake their miracles and who try to make themselves appear as God's children and as sources of truth, these are not miracles. They only sometimes appear to be miracles. There was a reason men had a hard time believing in the miracles of Jesus. Because they were extremely rare. And they were also contrary to reason. Because also... Jesus' miracles meant that he had been sent by God to give us the word of heaven. And he was himself in nature true God. And that's why it is that they could not look at that man and say there is the incarnate Son of God, the Christ who comes from God. But come back with me, if you will, for a moment to the miracles of Jesus and see and listen to the voice of your shepherd Hear these words. What did John, who witnessed that miracle at Cana, say and write about Jesus? He wrote, in the beginning was the Word, 
all things were made through him. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Here. What did Jesus say right after he had healed that invalid at Bethsaida? He said, I tell you the truth, the time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. You hear that? Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. hear that. What did Jesus say right after he had done the feeding of the 5,000? He said, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Do we hear that? What did Jesus say after he had healed the man who was born blind? He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Do you believe these miracles of Jesus? If you do, then you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who is one with the Father. And if you believe that the miracles performed by Christ, the Son of God, is the Son of God, then you also have been given the gift of being able to hear the voice of your shepherd. A voice that promises you this. I give them, Jesus said, eternal life and they shall never perish. No one and snatch them out of my hand. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard and keep your thoughts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.